more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Are you there, Mr. Boyden? No? Ah, yes. Sorry, buddy. I just didn't hear the uh, didn't hear the um, the jingle. It just disappeared on me. So sorry about that. Yes, I can report to you that it's actually raining on Pitwater at the moment. Um, I'm getting wet. I did get the cushions out though, Blake. You'd be more than happy to know that. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's all right. No <laughs> the, problems at all. What's happening in the weather? The forecast, as you said, has been updated. No massive changes. Broken Bay to Port Hacking. It is southerly. It's to southwesterly, 15 to 20 knots. North to northeasterly, 10 to 15 knots in the afternoon. Seas 1.5 to 2.5, decreasing to 1 metre in the middle of the day. The two swells southerly, 1.5 metres, decreasing to 1. The second swell, a southerly, a 1 metre at the moment. It is cloudy, and as I say, it is raining. Interesting thing, Blakey, is that um, at the moment, our mate from uh, Renegade Blue Water Charters has just making his way at 6 o'clock tonight out of, uh, or 6 o'clock this morning, I should say, out of uh, Swansea, he's going to take a look and see what the bar looks like. So as soon as he does that, he's going to report back to us. Ah, that's good. Well, let's go up to Laurie McAnally and see if he's uh, getting our signal up there because we've just had a listener from Port Macquarie saying we weren't broadcasting up there. Morning, Laurie McAnally. Well, it'll be a bit hard for me to do because Where are I'm you? not at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where are you hiding? I'm fishing down to Port Stephens. I'm in the boat running the line-up to get in the water. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which ramp are you at? Uh, the, the little bay one, little yeah. bay boat ramp, yes. Yeah, 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 but a bit of a. There's a few people here. Oh, okay. Anyway, not to worry. House. I've been fishing all week. I've got. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm part of the Barnaby Joyce fan club with Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We 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 have Barnaby to thank for White Spot. Yes, yes we do. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was there for that most of that. It was it was a lot of fun handling them. The public servants were the biggest issue. Yeah, but mm. they normally are. The most interesting one was that Julie and I were staying in a fairly better, one of the better end of the motels down there when it was when the hearing was on, and because you know Julie's pretty convincing with the science, and uh, at the, at one of the other people who was, well one of the people from the fish market said, oh they, that, that bloke was around. He, he wants to know who's funding you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he can yeah so he can attack my funding. Yeah, and, I, and, he, and he said, oh Mr. and Mrs. McAnally are independently funded. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> We're funded by the prawn trawlers. We're funded by the people who actually work. Yes. Yep. Oh, he hadn't figured that one out at all. That was way too deep for a public servant. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, speaking of speaking of things being deep, last Sunday, as you were on, I said, I'm out the door as soon as this finishes. Remember this? Yes. Yep. Yes. So down the boat ramp I go. Uh, get in the line-up, there's about six boats lined up. The bloke in front of me is in quite a, uh, well, it's a, a big old glass boat, but with a more modern outboard put on it. And uh, anyway, I'm getting, I'm going through the process, you know, and the next day I've got this bloke, you, think, you wouldn't have jumper leads on you, would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And I know he listens to the show. You won't believe this. When I got down there, I was actually unbuttoning the boat. I didn't need my radio on. Every single boat, at the every single car at the boat ramp, had, had high tides on. I could, all I could hear was PJ telling people how to do up their drag. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, so, he said, and I just went blunt, no, the, sh- the tackle shop's open, go buy one. Yeah. You know? But yeah. he was, 
he was determined to get jumper leads. So, yeah. what happens, folks, if you go out with jumper leads? Yes, you don't come. You'll get towed home. That's yeah. right, because we spoke about it yesterday with Marine Rescue. Oh. Yeah, you're oh. not going to get enough charge in a battery running at a round for a while. Then you stop and have a drift and do all sorts of yeah, things. Have your sound uh, going yeah, at the yeah. time. Yep. And you've got your radio on, the sound is on. People don't realise how hard that battery's working. But, might, you know, I was almost going to say, I've got a, look, I've got a third. I do have an auxiliary battery, as Alan knows. I put a third one in that runs everything uh, independently so that the, the boat does its own thing, the way it was made. A house battery, but, yeah. I have a battery under the con- in front in the console, and I I could have just put a little um, motorbike battery or something there. It's, it, it just runs the bits and pieces outside the the normal wiring system, so it runs the electric reels, it runs a, uh, a AM FM radio so if I want to listen to the news, it, or all little add-ons that I put on the boat runs out runs out of this little like as you said, Al, like a little house system. It runs with sure. Dewey lights for night fishing and all the rest of it, and uh, the. Uh, Without that, that oh, what I elected to do was put a full size battery in there. Yes. So if anything ever does go wrong, I just pull that, you know, pull it open at the back of the boat, unbolt, unbolt one of the, you know, the, the installed batteries, and drop mine in. Boom. Yeah, you don't use your handy dandy uh, jumper leads that you got there. I, don't have, I do not have handy. Dandy, <laughs> I don't have jumper leads. They always, they always end up rusted, rusted uselessly in a plastic box somewhere. What, what is what isn't a bad thing is those little jump packs. Mm. Um, yeah, they're jump- no, they really work. The little jump packs work really. You get three starts out of them. That's right. They're re- yeah, but they're fantastic. Yes, yeah. and they're tiny, tiny little. Size. That's right. The size of a phone. Yeah, yeah I I'll get the big, slight, slightly bigger ones are better, but uh, yeah, they're they're a good backup. I was yeah, anyway, I'm just saying this is to give everyone what happens at boat ramps. Yeah, oh, yes. And then on, oh, this is with Peter. So Peter and I go out. We have a lovely morning's fishing. Catch a big mixed bag of fish. Really, you know, some real quality stuff. We had three nice snapper, and we had two long fin perch, which are just oh, unbelievably mm. good to eat, which I had through the week. I, I did a Thai style, crispy skinned. Oh, oh yum. Yeah. yeah, and then we had, you know, we had five flathead, six or seven moeys, and we had ten, ten pigfish. Oh, okay. Which are, which are deliriously delicious. Yes. But the, just so people know, the pigfish, because we were getting some fish for Winnie Lowe, who's our Chinese friend. Uh, they were, that was deliberately done. We put little 1-0 hooks on, little tough yeah. 1-0 hooks, yep. and went to a couple of spots where I know there's piggies, and we caught 10 pigfish on purpose. Yep. It's not no. just a... It's easy to do. Yep. If you really want pigfish, uh, yep. saltwater yabbies, you know, take, take them right? out. And, uh, yeah, pigfish, just go silly for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like any ras, you know, they, they love those yeah, crustaceans, yeah. They love, yeah. Shell, they love shellfish, yeah, yeah, crustaceans. Anyway, we caught 10 piggies, so Winnie, Winnie Lowe's, when she turns up, is going to have some pigfish. Anyway, that's, 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 that's that side of it. Coming home, in front of me, there is a bar crusher, Alan. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he had about four goes to get on the trailer, which he finally did. Oh, dear. So I'm sitting there at the side, he's on his left-hand side with the car and trailer, and Terry's holding the boat, but this time Terry's staying on the wharf instead of in the water. Anyway, this bloke gets halfway up, to, gets to the top of the, he pulls the boat out and then just parks it in half on the, half with the boat still in the in the lane of the boat ramp and him on the on the apron. And in the end, I thought, mate, turn it up. What's going on? He said, oh, I can't move because the wash down bay's full. <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> Oh dear! Well, you know, poor old, poor old Laurie's temperatures going up at this point. You know, I said, mate, you, you just go around, you just go right round and come out of the, come right round again, and you'll end up on the at the end of the queue. Yeah, that's right. 
And he said, no. Uh, anyway, so what he did, he pulled out, went uh, went right, and then and then did a complete one eighty, and ended up right across the turning circle. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, man, I love boat ramps at school time, holiday by time. time that, by this time, there's a full a few short circuits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And that's the best part about it is it's watching other people's reactions. Like, no, you know, so, no, so I drove my truck up right to within a centimetre of his door. And it gave me just enough time, just enough room to do a three-point turn and go down the boat ramp. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't say a word to him. I just thought, mate, you'll be... Anyway, don't, when you, you don't worry about teaching him to drive the bloody boat out. Teach him <laughs> what to do at the boat ramp. Well, we, show, yep. we tamed our show how to launch a retrieve, but yeah. after yeah, that, yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Man, uh, honestly, it's not, not uh, Mr. Blake's job to teach him manners. That was their parents' job, you know, 30, 40 it's years not, ago. It hasn't said, you know... They're not thinking. They just don't think. Nope. Anyway, look, that doesn't really matter. I, I, I got home with my beautiful bag of fish. And anyway, on, on the Monday, I went, where there's no people, I went canoeing from Devil's Nook. No, from the other way, from Bellbrook to Devil's Nook, because my accountant lives up on a farm up in, up in the scrub at the, in the Maclay Valley. Mm-hmm. The Maclay River is absolutely pristine, running full of water, absolute, not, not over full. But absolutely beautiful. So I had a four-hour paddle and drift down from uh, down to Dad and Devil's Nook, where he picked me up. We put the boat, ran me back to my uh, box trailer, put the canoe back on the box trailer, and went and did the spent the afternoon with the bloody tax accountant and yeah, all yeah. that mess out. But there, there's not many get... uh, cicadas around at the moment. I've noticed. No, no, just the opposite. Heaps, heaps of cicadas. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're yeah, out of cicadas. They've been out yeah, we're, we're not getting them over in my way. No, so. Heaps of cicadas. The river was beautiful. I got uh, ten bass to forty centimeters. So Very nice. It was a, if you're going to go and have a fish on the Maclay, if you, if you, I've been telling you, on the river's too low, but we've had all this rain. The river is pristine. Mm. The one thing I'm a bit concerned about because of the three years of floods, there's an enormous amount of bank erosion along the river. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how, but you can't fix it. There's no real strategy to fix that. But gee whiz, I'll tell you what, we we need to get some. Riparian vegetation in up there. We need. Yeah, to get sounds like a, a problem for Ozfish. Yeah, they're Ozfish doing good work. Ozfish are doing a yeah. lot of good work. Mm. There's a limit to how many. I reckon there's about ten years' work just fixing the Maclay there. Yeah. The yeah. Maclay will have to fix itself. Yeah. Sadly. Okay. No, Laurie, hang on a sec. We'll take a break. Yeah, do the break. We'll do. I've got a lot of fishing reports. Okay. So we'll back soon. I used to drive seven hours to hospital, and seven hours back. You know, when Bob first flew me to hospital from a chemo, it was such a relief. Can you imagine? A two-day trip became two hours. What Angel Flight does is a godsend. So please, support the work of Angel Flight, or if you can, get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver, because helping Angel Flight helps people who really need help. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some.
With 20 tab tracks across New South Wales and plenty of greyhound racing action daily, thedogs.com.au is the home for everything greyhound racing. Watch all New South Wales greyhound racing live, plus view on-demand replays and get expert form analysis and tips on every race. The black book function allows you to add your chosen dogs and trainers to let you know when they're running next and update you with their results. It's the one-stop shop for greyhound racing. Visit thedogs.com.au. Gamble responsible. Deck the jars with balls of chocolate. Mmm, fruit. Oh, nuts. Coconut. Christmas is better with Byron Bay Chocolates. Australia's finest chocolate-coated fruit and nuts, honeycomb and more. A little family company big in chocolate supplying the world. Local and imported nuts, fruits and berries, lovingly coated in the finest chocolate to create those gourmet products that leave you wanting more. Look for the Byron Bay Chocolate Company at Quality Independent Outlets. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. TMD available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Finance Easy understands that recent times may have been uncertain for business owners and they'll make it simple to get you finance at competitive rates. Finance Easy takes the hassle out of borrowing money, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. No more meetings with bank managers, no reams of paperwork, just a few clicks on the website. Visit financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit license number 392182. Listen to 2SM online. 2SMSupernetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. And welcome back to High Tide. We're talking to Laurie McAnally, who's out and about at Port Stephens. You there, Laurie? Yeah, I've been to a Christmas do at Bannister's last night. Oh, nice. Well, well I'm not going to go all the way to Port Stephens and not bring a boat. <laughs> That's fair enough. They're all they're all tucked into their little five-star thing looking for their flash breakfast this morning. So, Madam, Madam Lash and, and all that group, yeah. Good, <laughs> good luck to them. Well, it, well, it was a pretty flash dinner. It's all right. Okay. And, yeah, so anyway, not interesting interesting dinner. I, I, I won't go in. It's a lot of, I'm just... I was, the only thing that took me was I was a bit... Uh, there weren't, wasn't much Port Stephens seafood on the menu. No. We had, you know, Port Lincoln whiting, and we had Malulabar yellowfin and Fremantle octopus and something else. <laughs> something, you know, it's all top of the... It's all top-shelf stuff. Yeah. I would have thought I would have thought they'd have local, you know, local snapper. Oh, they had some, a couple of local things, but not Mulloway. They had local Mulloway and something else, but not much. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a bloody... If anyone hasn't done it, it's a good feed. Hmm. Yeah. The girls all organise all this stuff. We we usually do this at um, we go to Bellingen, but last year at Christmas it was a bit ordinary. And it was yeah, anyway. Port Stephens is a really good spot because I can have a fish. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going out this morning, and people will wonder what I'm going out to catch squid and garfish. I was going to say like the squid are uh, on fire and port at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going. People think, oh, you know, you'll go out and catch a, catch something big. Well. If I go to Port Stephens, the first thing I load up on is squid and garfish. Hundred percent. Because I can't, I cannot get them at Southwest Rocks. Yeah. 
I yeah. can buy fresh squid from the trawlers, but you can't. It's there's no squid, or very little squid fishery. It's if you if you try and catch them yourself, you'll spend a lot of time catching very few squid at Southwest Rocks. And we only get garries. Usually, when we see sea garfish, something else is eating them. Mm. <laughs> they're they're airborne when we see them. Yeah, uh, but garfish anyway, are just magic, magic to oh, eat. Look, Julie, Julie does, and, and Al will know this recipe because it's Mediterranean, it's Lebanese. They uh, they split the gar or bone the garfish, mm-hmm. and then they fill the basically fill the guts with uh, pine nuts, and then um, chopped up chopped up all sorts of herbs yes, and, and fall it back in and then just gently bake it and serve it. Oh, oh, and so a bit good. of olive oil over the top. Mm-hmm. It is to die for. Yep. yep. So good. Yeah, I'm just trying to... Tabbouleh, pine nuts and tabbouleh. Tabbouleh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, when, 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 but yeah, but once it's baked, it, it absorbs all the flavours and it's just one of the great recipes from the Mediterranean, you know, just beautiful. Anyway, that's by the by. First, it's all right to sit here and talk. You've got to catch them first. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, obviously offshore last weekend we fished pretty well. Uh, Pete Brenton went out on Tuesday and got a, he got eight longfin perch. So you can still well, well, we're just waiting for the current to get too too big. But at the moment it's just ticking along at between point seven and one knot. So uh, your SOG is all right. Sorry, speed over ground is is okay. <laughs> it's amazing what we read off our dashboards now and just take for granted. Yes. <laughs> I can tell you before I get to the ground what the current's doing from my instruments. So uh, anyway, but yeah, so while it stays like that, normally at this time of year, we have got a thundering current coming down the coast and uh, it's just not there this year. So I don't know I don't know how it's going to affect the mackerel and all the rest of it. But at the moment, the current's pretty gentle. What is there, uh, we, the, we didn't catch them. Because I just saw them now. I, had, I wasn't kitted up. There were dull mahi-mahi everywhere. We were just drifting along in no man's land and we had them swimming up to the back of the boat eating the bits and pieces of bait we're throwing over the side. But we had fish to, to 10 kilo, come right. wandering along. In the end, I got, just got too much for me and I rigged up a, I put a hook on a, on a thread line and, and chucked the slimy out and, uh, and got one for, for Terry. So that, that was the only one we got, but it was about five kilo. But we did see a lot of dolphin fish. Uh, and, and as I said, Pete, Pete Branton got a few on, uh, on the Tuesday, plus he had eight. I, you know, I'd kill him for eight. Eight longfin perch. Oh. Mm. <laughs> and I get, you get a lot of brownie points at home for longfins. Yes. By the way. It's, it's, they're, they're very, very welcome fish. Anyway, so, uh, so that was that. Bass, yes. Uh, and I went in the estuary twice and got mucked up at the boat ramp both days too there. So <laughs> <laughs> You're not having much luck, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. There's this one bloke, he's launched his boat. I got back to the ramp about uh, uh, 10 to, uh, uh, yeah, 10 to 6. And um, he's sitting in, he was sitting in, the, in his car having a nice old yak and not moving his boat. Oh, I love and that. Jerseyville, yep. Jerseyville, Jerseyville ramp has only got room on the, on the pontoon for one. So I'm just idling away and idling away and idling away. And idling. It wasn't until another boat showed up on a trailer. He went, oh, oh there's all these people. Oh, and he came down. Oh, sorry, mate. And I thought, yeah, well. I was going to untie your boat for you, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, sec- the second day, this bloke launches a brand new, I'm talking brand spanking new, no scratches, beautiful. I don't even know the manufacturer, but, you know, five, uh, sort of five and a half metre, a bit better, beautiful half cabin aluminium, brand new motor on the back, and oh, shiny, shiny, shiny. And so while I'm out there doing laps, he's got his young bloke hanging onto the boat while he goes around with a can of spray spraying the springs and the rolls. <laughs> Nice. 
Man. Oh, yeah. Well, he was like grinding my teeth flat. <laughs> you know, I've had a good week at the boat ramp, Al. Um, yeah, I can see why people short circuit, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can too, but as I say, you just. It's much just, better um, for your mental health if you just enjoy the show and just go. I just, you know, I just, oh no, I just roll with the punches. Yeah. I just, no, no, I don't say a word. I'm, Mellowing out in your old age. I am, I'm very mellow. Very, <laughs> very mellow. Anyway, so offshore's been pretty good. There's kingies at Fish Rock if you can get past the the, um, uh, the sharks. One thing that is interesting when we're out there, both Peter, Peter, Brenton, and I, on the bottom out in sixty fathoms. I keep saying sixty fathoms, hundred and five meters. There's Slimy mackerel that you can put a saddle on. I've never, I've seen them years ago down at the banks in Eden, hmm. but these things are well over a kilo. Okay. Yum, yum. And if you, for those who have, if you catch one, just bring them home, yeah, fill them off, and you have to do it dead fresh. They don't keep, so. Yeah, no. Can't that, freeze that them or night. anything, yeah. And all, all, all it is a, li- a little bit of butter, pepper, and salt, and lemon juice under the griller. And again, yeah, like a Mediterranean, you cook Mediterranean style, and these things are just. Um, absolutely delicious. Yep. And they're full of really good omega threes for you. And uh, yeah, they're just. But these, I've never. You know, these are some of the. Some of them are. I would say are a kilo and a quarter. That sort of size. Yep. Fantastic. So they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's a. You've you got two options. You can chop them up for bait, or you can eat them. But yep. uh, quite quite an amazing uh, thing to catch. And I, I. And in fact, next time I go out there, which will be whenever it is, probably Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I'll take a rig out just just for them, just so I can get half a dozen of them. And we'll do that on it, and they're really good on a barbecue. Just uh, if you've got a, a wood fired, bar- wood fired, you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> well, one of those uh, two O Sabiki rigs would be perfect. Just, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like the three hook jobbies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so offshore is pretty good. There was some very nice snapper and tuskies taken uh, up uh, in fifty metres straight up off uh, off Middlehead and north of Middlehead up towards Scotts Head. So these were nice fish. These were sort of two kiloy stuff, and a few pearlies, few trag, bit of everything there. There's a few trags at the dot. So look, there's a the, the offshore. Wherever you go, you're going to get something good. It might take a while, but you will, you know, you will get a, a half a dozen good table fish out, out of your offshore trip. Uh, on the beaches, very quiet, very very quiet. Few dart, few whiting, not a lot. And if you, it's a nice way to spend the morning, but don't count on uh, on getting too much uh, by way of capture. Uh, in the river, I bumped into a few whiting fishermen. There's lots of ones, twos and threes, but no depth in the whiting. There's been quite a few people out that I know fishing for whiting, but they're just not there. So uh, that's a bit sad. Millions of flathead, though. You can you can catch enough flathead to feed yourself. A few school mulloway that are legal, a lot that aren't. Um, I think there'll be a few people at Christmas might find themselves on the end of a... A fine, if yeah. They, if they, there's a lot of people keeping these 62 and 63 centimetre... And I know why they do it, but that's what they've caught. Yeah. But uh, every every single time I'm at the cleaning table, there's people with these little mulloway, you know. So uh, eventually there'll be some officers there, and they'll get they'll hand a few blisters out, and they'll go back to the caravan park and be all sooky with their two hundred dollar pinch. But, but how do you, Laurie? Just I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. How do you get on? Because yeah. if you let most of them go or let them all they go, die anyway. that's right. They die anyway. Yeah. The sea, you, yeah, you're feeding the sea eagles. That's right. <laughs> so, no, I, look, I let, when we were beach fishing, uh, you know, when that Crescent Head comp was on, we let two go in the surf, and we, as we packed up to leave, one of them washed up on the beach, and, and his car, his four-wheel drive stopped, picked it up, boy, that's nice, still breathing. 
threw it in his esky and kept driving. Why not? <laughs> anyway, it's all part of the great farm. circle. Yes. Far be it from I would now. I would rather see them eaten than wasted. One hundred percent. Yep. Same. So anyway, look, I'll let it go. But yeah, so obviously the bass are all right, the estuaries all right, uh, and the offshores all right. So go and have a good weekend. I'll stop whinging. Yep. You go all and right. get yourself some squid and gas. I'm going to get yeah. I get half a bucket of squid. I know that's just about what we can use. And then some, I'll go around the front and get some nice cigars. Right on. I'll see you later. Thanks, Laurie. Have You're a great right. week. Thank you. Bye. Laurie McInerney with a great report as usual. We'll take a break and listen to High Tide in the Super Network. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. $228 million is going to be spent on 3,000 extra staff for Centrelink and Medicare. 3,000 more staff for Centrelink and Medicare. That's one way to reduce unemployment numbers, employ more people in Centrelink. But are you really telling me the truth when you say your children won't visit you because you won't give them money? Correct. They wanted more money and they tried to hold us to ransom. Give us more money and we take away the grandkids. I said, we'll take away the grandkids. I think you should run for politician and you'd win hands down. No, well, I don't think that'd be a good idea. I'm too honest to be a politician. You're right. See, see how clever you are? <laughs> the John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. You can turn your wedding or other group function into a memorable special occasion at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks Clubhouse is the perfect venue for any group get-together, party or celebration. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Helpful Function Staff on 9670 Today I'm talking to Tracy, who is one of Arbor Vitae's many happy customers. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arbor Vitae and what for? I'm a cake maker by trade and suffered with sore hands for years, which is a common issue for my fellow bakers. They know how debilitating it is. A friend suggested I tried Arbor Vitae and I can't believe how well it's worked for me. What benefits have you noticed from Arbor Vitae? It was after my second bottle that I noticed the difference. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain. No stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thank you for your time, Tracy. Arbor Vitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arbor Vitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Visit arborvitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Want accurate weight and ADG for every animal in your mob or herd? Consider True Test Walk Over Weighing. It's precision livestock farming where you can capture weights on every animal, not just a selection of them. With automated weighing and drafting you can trust, you can make decisions on your top and bottom performers with ease. With 24-7 support every step of the way. Get True Test Walk Over Weighing working for you. Phone 1-800-248-774 or visit truetest.com. This is 2SM, Sydney. 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could Welcome back to High Tide. Alan Blake, Steve Boland in the studio. Grant online and I think we've got PJ somewhere up on the road driving. Morning, PJ. No, I'm just, um, I'm just having me uh, lunch and I've got 12 minutes to go till I hit the road, so... Oh, your electronic, your electronic watchdogs keeping an eye on you. Twelve minutes. Mate, good to see. That is such a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Big yeah, brother so. does work sometimes. Yeah, so no, I just had a hearty breakfast and well, lunch. I had breakfast at midnight, but you know. <laughs> What's a hearty lunch for you then? Um, butter chicken. As oh. I say, if you can't if you can't beat them, join them. So. That's nice, it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's a worry, yeah, isn't it? No, um, actually, coals coals are into healthy meals. Yeah, they're quite nice. Some of those pre-packed things are quite good, yeah. I, um, the other day I had um, pasta baked with bacon and, and cheese, and that was bloody lovely. But normally I have me chopped fruit two days a week. Okay, but... I, and I thought Sunday's a, a toss-up. I normally catch up with Benny Pay because he's coming back from Brisbane, and um, we normally have breakfast somewhere, but, yeah, because I'm starting early, I'm a couple of hours ahead of him. And, yeah. Um, while I'm talking about Benny, he's, um, he had a pretty... Um, Average week on the traps. The current's changed offshore, Al, and um, it's been going north-south, north-south. So the traps are working one day and then they're not because they're the opposite side of the Yeah, region. Laurie was saying the same thing, that uh, it's very strange the current's coming on and off at the moment. Yeah, well, um, if the current's going to go south, well, we know we're going to uh, do a ride on the track and the pearlies and that, and, and the snapper. When it stops, that's when I drift. So if there's no, if there's no run... There's no fun. So what we do is we um, run around, see, find a little bit of astounding, and then we'll drift over to find the fish. Whereas if you're um, if you're anchoring and there's no current, you're just straight up and down, and you don't get any bait movement. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you rely on the wind to uh, push around when there's no current. But um, what has been out there when the current's running and out wide, and it's basically a carbon copy of what Laurie said is. The, uh, the mahi mahi, the dollies are everywhere, and it's, you know, fish up to 10, 11 kilo out there. Okay, good fish. So, you know, like a tank full of yakas or slime, it's not those big ones that are out there. Then again, I suppose you could uh, go down and arm wrestle the bloody fish back in, I think. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, small slimes and yakas, they're ideal. Toss them out on a um, seven, um, seven foot, eight kilos outfit, and you'd be fun. Yeah. There's something you'd fish for snapper floaters. Good. I I use my ten foot um, rod and a six and a half inch hour in twenty pound line, and we have a lot of fun that way. Mind you, when a mahi mahi does get going, get your hands out the way of the plane spool. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that's um, yeah. You'd have calluses on your your palms. Oh, yeah. well, most fishing albies, mate. You get calluses anyway, mm-hmm. and the same as driving trucks. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, so this, if you want to go out there. Look around the fads because there's been some good striped marlin out wide. Um, a late, well, late or early, things way you look at it, um, a nice bluefin was caught, northern bluefin was caught down on Foster um, Thursday. So, um, by people went out looking for dollies. And then, um, yeah, they got the uh, they got the bluefin, so that was a bonus, and there's some great sashimi on that. Yeah. Um, the flathead in the river, well, those are really picked up. I know one fella yesterday, I won't say, because he's, uh, he's, we're in the pump this weekend for the old Bar Tavern Fishing Club, but uh, he had a problem finding flathead that were going to go under 70. He was getting plenty over. Hmm. But, uh, 
because <laughs> we've got to throw them back. Yeah, the, so, that uh, uh, getting, slot limit, when it's uh, getting like that, you sort of scratch your head and go, yeah, fisheries, I'm not sure this is quite what we had in mind. No. I know Queensland uh, have got no, that problem in some of their estuaries. Once we get a proper statutory authority to run fisheries, we'll, we'll have a better insight of what's going on, I think. Don't hold your breath. Yeah, well, they'll just keep important dud fisheries managers from other countries and other states, I guess, in the meantime. So. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, you know, that's what we pay a licence for, to see it wasted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the river fishing. And now, someone said to me um, yesterday, a beautiful afternoon yesterday after I finished work, we had the um, RSL Subbreeds and the RFS Brigade combined Christmas party at the Surf Club at Old Bar. And by the way, Murph and Jen were there and they said to say hello. Basically. Oh, good. How's he getting on? Well, he's getting about, he's walking a little bit and get out of oh, the chair good. into the car. So we're working on a way to get him into the boat to get him yep. out on the river. So, That's good. Hey, you might have to fly up and help us, I think. Yeah, no problems. <laughs> anyway, um, Stella asked me, he said, oh, I know that you're getting some whiting. He said, but he said, isn't that wind? The boat swings around. And I said, yes. So when you anchor up and you're fishing back onto the sand flats and the wind can blow you, you know, as you know, you'll swing 120 degrees on the anchor rope with the wind. What I do is the boat's moving and it's dragging the line. That's okay. But it's when it blows it back, you've got to pick your rod up and wind in the belly, wind in the slack line. Because what happens, you'll get the bites on that slack line and you won't notice it. So bring your line in quick where the boat's swinging. And that way, if you've always got taut line, you slowly bring the line back to the boat as you keep taking the belly. And it's that movement, the sinker that's two foot above the hook, that kicking in the sand, throws up the little puff, and then that gets the fish interested, and then they see the, the nipper two foot behind it, and they go, you biddy, I'll have that. And if you've got slack line, you won't notice it as much. Hmm. So always stay in contact with your line for the lighting when you're on an anchor and the boat's blowing. If you're in a good current and there's not much wind, you're fishing straight out the boat, not a problem. Yeah. But um, I love my money. I can't find a brim in the river. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but... Um, yeah, it's more flatted this time of year than there is bream, although um, I did notice that uh, some of the pros have been netting the blackfish up above the Martin Bridge, so I might have to go up and have a look around for Naomi if the blackfish are up there. There's a good sign that the, uh, the bream would be up that way too. But beach fishing, it got a real kick in the guts yesterday afternoon, that nor'easter. I mean, man, wasn't that a nor'easter in the half? It was, you know, I'm still looking for my dog at blew off the chain. But the... Um, the uh, red weed and the cornflake weeds come in. And any, anyone that knows about fishing the uh, beaches knows once you get that um, that slimy stuff in the water, the fish just don't hang around. They, um, they, they tend to vacate it and go and find deeper water where they're not in it. So that's... It was up at Port Macquarie on Friday and then it blew in yesterday. So I think that'll be around for three or four days. So that might... Um, get in the way because we had some really good dart fishing um, up until then. A few good whiting off the beach, a lot of dart, and I dare say that's uh, that's going to be put to the uh, sword for a couple of days. But um, worse than the crabs. I reckon if you stood around in the water down at Wallace Lake or um, down on the recognised crab grounds in the Manning River, if you stood in the shallows long enough, you'd be able to get them on your toes. There's so many of them. It's good. And, and um, you know... Oh, yeah, I'm, I've got to try and do a few little short sessions um, this coming week because the tides are small, so the, with the blues from the crabs, the, the smaller the movement between top and bottom, the, the longer your crab sessions go. 
Right. And they're a bit more active. When it runs really, really hard, they tend to bury um, in, the, in the substrate on the bottom for a lot longer. But when you've got the smaller tide, that's when they're a bit more active. So um, I'll have a couple of cracks here because there's a few people who want to come out and get some crabs. And I've also got to help the big red man with the white beard and hair this week. We've got um, three special appearances for him at Old Bar at the preschool and a couple of other places. So I'm one of his offsiders this week, so we'll get around that. Um, one thing I'd like to say is, like I said, listen to Laurie, it's a carbon copy of what happens. Boat ramps. Okay, boat ramps, Christmas time. I know there's a lot of pressure on people. They want to get away. They you know, want to have their holiday break and all that. Just stop. Gather your thoughts. Get a process in your head before you get to the ramp. Right, what do I have to do? Do I have to get the, 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 the safety strap off? Do I have to unchain the, the bow chain? Do I have to undo the winch cut and put the bungle? Have a plan. Go through it in your driveway and see how long it takes you because what happens, when you're a place like Maddie's Flat with lorry launches, two trailers go in and then they move up. So you've got a bit of time to do what you have to do. You don't want to pull up to the ramp, start the back down, and just at the top of the ramp, Oh, let's get the straps off. Let's get this out. Let's put the... You know, you just don't need it. So I generally lock my boat up about the 20th of December. It'll, <laughs> yeah. come, it'll, it'll come back out about the 1st of February. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, we just content to fish the beaches or something like that or go out for a couple of night sessions. Yeah. But, yeah, look, if you're new to boating... And, Al, I know you guys do it. When somebody buys a new boat, you give them the drill, all right? I hope a lot, a lot of other dealers do that. But just, if you're a bit rusty, you haven't used the boat since last holiday, A, make sure it's serviced and, 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 and seaworthy. Make sure everything's going to work. And then um, have this plan of, what am I going to do with the ramp? And then know what the weather's doing. Because I've seen people say, no, we're going offshore, but they don't have a plan B. That's right. And that's what, that's, I think it's the bloody mindfulness of people that go, hey, um... You know, I've travelled all this way. I'm going to go regardless. Well, don't go regardless because that's how people get killed. That's right. It's cool. Get their itis. It, uh... And you know what? If, as a skipper, if you've got a panicked crew, it heightens the panic and the uh, and the um, faults in your decision making as a skipper. If you've got a calm crew, you just have to concentrate on doing the boat. But if you've got a crew that's panicked, you're not only worrying about how you're going to steer the boat and how you're going to drive it in the conditions, you then have to worry, are these people going to be a liability to me? Are they going to move yeah. around? Are they going to you know, fall out the boat and things like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just get it in a good state of mind. That's it. But yeah, as you say, just prepare. Just know what's going on. Check over the things and do your work beforehand. And it's you don't stop in the in the washdown bay and spend an hour there. Just think of other people. That's it. That's one version uh, of it anyway. We will. Thanks, PJ. Great to talk. We'll catch you next Saturday. Right, yeah, okay, bye. Peter Johnson's always good. We'll take a break. It's the high tide and super network.
Weekend Mornings with Pete Davis. I had a farmer from Coonabarabin and he said that they're getting half the amount of money for their cattle now, but unfortunately, in the supermarkets, the meat prices are still very high. Pete Davis. Has Sydney talking. I had a farm, and a lady there grows cabbages. They're selling them in Coles and Woolworths for $5, and she gets 30 cents for them. So, you know, everyone's being nailed to the wall by the big supermarkets, and, and nothing's happening. 2SM has Sydney talking. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine eight. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on zero. 0- 040-6671-359. Get a great deal more with Kubota's in-stock catalogue. Check out Kubota's excavators, mowers, utility vehicles, generators and tractor range, which perfectly match to Kubota's land pride attachments. All available for immediate delivery. Let Kubota help to get your property ready for summer. With package deals, competitive finance rates and extended warranties, there's never been a better time to get yourself into a new Kubota machine. Visit kubota.com.au to view the in-stock catalogue now. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Welcome back to High Tide. Alan Blake and Steve Bowl in the studio. We've got, uh, just before I go to uh, Matt at Duff's, uh, Grant, how's the weather up there? Well, I'm absolutely soaked, Blakey. I am absolutely soaked. It's pouring rain down here. But Brendan um, did uh, message in and said that he can hear us loud and clear on Radio 93.5 FM at Port Macquarie. Oh, well so done. That's that answers good. the question. Yeah. Okay. No, it's uh, whether, whether the, the winds are backing off, but uh, there's plenty of rain about. It's nice in the studio. This would be great on a sunny day. If you were the captain, you'd be down below keeping Kim awake. 
I'm hiding under the uh, Dodger at the moment. Hey, Blakey, I wanted to ask you, years ago um, when I first started working, I worked for a, for a Holden dealership. It was back in the days of the VK Commodore. And yes. one of the most requested things we had was people bringing their car back and saying, mate, I can't switch off the interior light. It was actually on the head headlight switch you had off park light and headlights and if you pulled the plug out that would turn on your interior interior light right. and that was because people weren't reading the manual i want to know if the courses you give people are self-serving the reason we do the courses is because people don't read the manuals as we get older we tend to i, I read manuals nowadays when i was younger it's just i know how to do this yep. but as you get older i think you get a little bit smarter some say a bit grumpier, but uh, yeah, tend to read the manuals a oh, little you, bit. You learn your place on the Dunning Kruger sort of graph there. That's uh, it. Sort of, uh, you sort of realise, oh, there's so much more to this that I don't know. <laughs> that's right. So and, that's uh, why they've got a manual. But like when you get a, a bar crush, for instance, you'll get a bag with it, and there's about 20 different manuals in there, mm. and uh, it, it's many cases of beer to read it all. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then but, you got your sounder manual, yeah, and that's right. You know, yeah. Like where, that's where's the bar crusher? What you got the starting starting from the front? You got the winch. Yeah, you got the winch. And you you got uh, obviously radio, the trailer, sounders, radio, motor, so, trailer. It's same here. Myriad. Bilge pumps. When I bought this yeah. boat, when I bought this boat, there was a shopping bag full of manuals, and I mean absolutely yes. jam packed. Like you can barely lift it with one hand. And I went, yeah, like I'm going to read that. Yeah. Okay, well, I know a place where you can get manuals if you want and get good advice. It's Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. Morning, Matt. Who said you get grumpy when you get older? I don't know about that. My wife said that. Um, And (laughs) manuals, are you kidding? I want pictures. I'm not a manual reader. Give me some pictures are easy. And I've got to say, though, I do go to YouTube for a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's right. 100%. But there's no guarantee it's the right information on YouTube, Mm. too, remember. It is social media. Yes. Yeah, uh, but it um, it does uh, it does help with fixing reels and some rod building stuff and the any the very the little um, intricate stuff you can just pause it and keep watching it again until I get it right. So, um, and it's on the laptop right in front of me. So anyway, I digress. Happy Sunday. How did the races go? Yeah, one out of three got up, but it paid five dollars. So you're in front if you put All the right. same amount on each one. That's why Kieran's not there. He's he's, he's stopped working now, has he? That's it. Um, he's, yeah. he sold the house. Oh, well, Grant um, Grant obviously won. He's on the boat. Spend no, I heard that. And what about you? What captain? You like being the captain. What does the captain do on the boat? Not much. S- steers it. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's a problem. <laughs> you, you, you delegate when you're the captain. Mm. I hope you've got one of those captain's hats. No, um, I don't. <laughs> yeah, Actually, there is yeah. one on board we give to people to wear, but we, I don't wear <laughs> oh, a captain's fair, hat. Fair enough. Even when uh, I was driving ferries back in the in the early days, they gave us all the la, uh, epaulettes to put on the uniform. No, I don't need them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, that um, that suddenly changed this um, country, which is a pleasant change. Actually, yesterday was dreadful up here. I don't know. If I was in Sydney. is horrible too. I assume um, the computer was telling me it was twenty nine degrees all day, and that's absolutely absurd. That must be broken because I don't know how hot it was, but she was warm, um, very humid too. But then southwest, and it's meant to die off after lunch and go back to northeast this afternoon, which is most unusual in the course of the day. But we'll see how that goes. Um, conditions have been. This may warm the water up a little bit. That has been a bit cool on the beach. Not not cold, but 
Um, still getting some whiting, albeit, I don't know, fours and fives sort of thing. No huge numbers, but the condition of the fish are pretty good, um, and the quality's there too, so size and condition-wise. So get down and have a crack. Really, at this time of the year, all the open beaches would be producing whiting. I've only been getting reports from Baruby, but I try up around Fingal Spit, which would be fishable this morning, um, fishing at the north uh, towards Broaden Island sort of thing, um, just at the spit there on oh, what I used to call Granny's Beach, but there's a few different names for it. It's that um, sand that runs, that strip of sand that runs from Fingal Spit um, north to the Box Beach Rocks, basically. So try that, and then suddenly will be at your back there. And beach worms really the way to go. Uh, in the bay, lots of flatted around, which this time of year makes sense. Sandy points are nice flatted up around the Tea Gardens Bridge, the shortcut um, around the Wood Reserve. Any of those areas really um, are worth a crack with plastics. Bagnall's Beach, the guys have been getting it and letting a fair few of them go. So um, getting some fish over seven. I know you meant to let them go, which they do anyway, but some fish over 70 consistently, so between 70 and 85 centimetres. So that's good. Um, if you want to have a bit of fun on a lure, great fun when they whack it. Um, and you can try those weedless hooks because they do. Uh, they, we have lures, or there are different jig, um, jig head setups that have those weedless type hooks where you get you might get a little bit of weed, but you get far less than you would if you were using the trebles and stuff like that. So, um, what else do we have during the week? Though, when the guys could get out, uh, some nice snapper around 21 in the V reef, some trag coming off there. I heard some reports of some trag to 60 centimetres, which are reasonably good for down here. We don't normally get them overly big here. Um, up around Broughton Island, Jim's Leap, some snapper from there, some Bonito up around uh, North Rock as well as the odd kingfish, a couple of jewfish just back to the breakwall, a couple of jewfish off the main breakwall and last but not least a couple of snapper at 70, around 65, 70 centimetres off the main breakwall too, which is good to see. Um, and that's basically it for us for the report this week. But uh, it's starting to warm up and hopefully um, not much on the prawn front and not much on the crab front. They're the other two things I can... Highlight a few lobsters around. They've started. There you go. Right. And Sounds so, good. Mr. McAnally's up there at the moment. He was going to chase uh, squid and garfish today. You got any reports of. Where's he? Where he is he here? Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's a little bay boat ramp. He's keeping an eye on you. We didn't. We didn't know about this. We normally no. get we get reports when certain people enter the area. But yep. um, where's the old little beach? Uh, they've been getting some squid, and then, um, Nick's been getting some squid in the afternoon in there, which they normally do off off that boat ramp area towards. The whole beach, basically, yeah. walking towards the restaurant thing. And they use those 1.8 size jigs. And he fishes with a bomb sinker on the bottom. So he does a little paternoster rig with his free squid jig. And that gets it, because there's a bit of depth there. I think that gets it down to the weed bed a lot quicker. And he seems to be pretty successful. He does it every afternoon. Um, if not, and Laurie was going out in the boat for squid, he could try around those moored boats at Shell Bay. There's always a, there's a squid beds around there sort of thing. There's always squids around the weed beds around there, rather. What did you say, garfish? That's yeah. Really yeah, he's going to go out the front and see if he can get some garries after that. Oh, best of luck with that today. Let's see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> South Western, it's about, um, yeah, let's see how that goes for him. I reckon he'll be in Shell Bay. They do get him off the wharf, but normally mm. yeah. he's only the end of January sort of thing. Yeah. You never know. We'll, we'll get some reports from Laurie. Oh. <laughs> it yeah. will be interesting. Yes, it will be indeed. Right over you, chaps. Have a, a great week. I'm, we'll surpri- I'm surprised you didn't see him last night because he was at Bannister's for dinner. Well, before you go, Matt, uh, oh, Christmas yeah, specials. What's 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 hot for uh, you know mums and dads that want to buy their kiddies something custom made rod by Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. How could you go wrong? I know, I, I know, I have to make them, and I do enjoy it, but I don't want to make another one until February. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got one, I've got one more to do, and Robert's going to come and pick these two blackfish rods up today. Actually, Christmas is cancelled. I've made about thirty. 
30 odd blackfish rods this year, I reckon, this winter, um, which has been good and I've enjoyed it. Some different, not the standard, standard run of the mill stuff. Um, a lot of those plate seats rather than the normal, uh, the normal pot seat. A lot of heat shrink and trying some cork and cork bite caps. So they look a little bit different, mainly blackfish rods, ocean and, uh, beach and rock as well. Um, now as for, uh, gifts for kids, yeah, we've got a kids combos. We've got the, um, there's always a gift card. I know it's boring, but, yeah, um, in the event that they don't know what the, many people come and buy presents, uh, and for people that fish, and they're not really sure of that because the people that are buying the presents don't fish, so Voucher. that's why you sort of get the voucher so the person can get what they want. But as for tangible gifts, yeah, we've always got something here. I guess I need to talk talk to them and find out what type of fishing the okay. the, the, um, the person does that's going to get the gift. So we give them the right thing. Hey, but you can always come and swap it. It's not really stressful in here. Yeah. It's very relaxed. Okay. Dust Salamander Bait and Tackle, Salamander Way, Salamander Bay, Coles Express Service Station, 498 207 have a great uh, week, chaps. And I'll, I'm Tony won't be working Saturday. He's going to take it off, so I'll be here. <laughs> Good to see you giving him some time off. Okay, mate. Look forward to catching up with the next week.